no matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. Episode 69, great number, by the way, of the Stereo Bros Podcast. It's your boy, Patagonias and Lattes. Who else we got on the building with us? Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. It's Hat Chef Suit. Hi, guys. It's Jazzy. And we out here, man. I just want to start this off by saying shout out to my fellow little Caribbean residents. Shout out to the whole Flatbush. Shout out to East Flatbush. Shout out to my Zoes. My GT Massive, my Grenadians, my Bajans, my Jamaicans. Shout out to the whole church app. Shout out to the 30s, the 40s, the 50s. Shout out to it all, man. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm out here. Shout out to Austin Uncles. Shout out to Drip. Shout out to all this Flatbush. He's Flatbush shit. This shit is lit, B. High Chef Sue, you wrong for not putting me on sooner to the greatness of this great neighborhood. Wow. You're fucking with it, man. It's cool out here. It's lit. You ain't never been put on? That's nuts. I mean, you would mention stuff, but you ain't like put me on, put me on. Mm-hmm. Like you would. Yeah, I had chefs. I remember the Flatbush slander. If he don't, he don't want to talk about it. No, no, I, I remember, remember that slander. He lived on this side, and he was slandering. Flatbush. It's incredible. It's she, okay. she brought through like the Daleview liquor and all that. Shout out to Daleview biscuits and all that. Those are delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, she brought through some 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 uh some sponsored brew and all that, but mm-hmm. she wasn't like showing me like. Aunts, eight uncles had the lit drinks, and and I could walk on Church Ave and literally be back in the Caribbean getting whatever I wanted and all that and all that. Mm-hmm. And aunts and, and uncles then, even does um they do vegan Haitian patties. Mm, I'm a I saw that on the menu, but I I got like vegan I think bacon saltfish, and I was mad full. Oh, yeah. so good, so yeah, good, so Thank good, you. so That's good. That, but uh, heart of palm or jackfruit? Have I had um? I, it's probably heart of palm. I think it's hard mm. to palm. So good. And then my other spot that's not really East Flatbush is more PLG. I can't tell y'all where because I don't want y'all in my my food spots. I'm like that. But for breakfast this morning, I had aloo pie and china. And then for lunch, I had a veggie bus up with china, potato, Ooh, I know. pumpkin. It's, I know where you got it from. Spinach. <laughs> you know what I mean? The pot was hot. Oh, oh, yeah, no, that's oh, Scott. It's Scott, oh, man. Oh, 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 no, arguably, arguably, that place has the best doubles in all of No, Hashef, so you can't even argue that respectfully. You can't argue that. That shit, that, that shit The doubles slap hard, bro. Yo, the shrimp know. doubles, um, the chicken doubles, poof, everything. I'll be mad when I go in there because it's just like, I'm like, yo, get one thing, p Mm-hmm. <laughs> two minutes later your total is 18 hours <laughs> yep. and you know so my yoga studio my yoga home isn't too far from there so it would be my routine because you could eat doubles in the morning you could eat doubles at night so i would just take class and eat, book it immediately to go pick up these doubles and then i go wherever i gotta go but them things at minimum i'm picking up three or four at minimum you have to i don't feel so bad anymore because i usually go in there and get like two for me yeah <laughs> an apple pie 
two full of rib, and then I get like either veggie roti or a veggie bus up to split. And now I even when I order in there now, I don't sound like I don't belong. So I walk in there like <laughs> morning. In there like slight pepper and tamarind, please. Nah, let me tell you, let me tell you. <laughs> like, hey, what you having, man? I'm like, all right, man, let me get alu pie with china. Let me get two chicken double bone in. And then let me get a veggie bus up. And then when he making it, I say, hey, put some pumpkin and spinach in there, please. And then he'd be like, what kind of sauce? I'm like, the doubles and the aloo pie, tamarind, no sauce on the veggie bus up. No sauce, no pepper, no nothing. You sure? I'm like, nothing, nothing. And then I see people, I see people behind me ordering. It's like, hi, can I get um, a veggie roti and a roti skin? And, and I'm like, amateur, like, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm faking a funk, but really, at least say the shit like how they, they say it so you get the right kind of treatment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, you got to make it official. You got to ask for a pear drax. Yo, so people ask for pear draxes. I be getting like the, the, the cheese noodle shits. Can't remember what it's called <laughs> right now, but I be getting them shits too. I be like, yo, let me get a cheese. Um, and you can't be too polite because people be there like, yeah, give me a lunch. Give me a herring. Put some spinach too. It's like, so you got to talk to them a little rude. And, you know, that works too. But uh, man, them aloe pies. And that man, the, the bust ups, I got bust up right now. When I'm done with this, I'm gonna. Woo, woo. You're gonna bust up the bust up? I'm gonna have to bust up the bust up. So Ali's Ollie's was my go to spot when I was in Crown Heights. Shout out to Crown Heights, too. I still got love for Crown Heights. Yeah, shout out yeah, to the yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need your shout out. We don't <laughs> need your, shout out to Brownsville, too. You don't need your little shout out to me. Shout out to East New York. Shout out to the Star, no lad. Yeah, I mean, star blocks, all that. Um, but, you know, these are all good carbs. But we got to talk about celebrities selling bad carbs. And uh, I think we m- might have mentioned the Sweetie meal before, which is like, a.k.a. the hamburger meal. It's like, what is it? It's like chicken nuggets, a burger, and fries, but like barbecue sauce, like some, some shit like that. And now Meg the Stallion is selling like stallion sauce or some chicken at Popeye's. Like, it feels extra niggly. And I wanted to just talk to the stereo bros about the fact that we got all these celebrities that are selling shit like Juices for Life. You got NBA them selling juices. Styles P selling, like, vitamins and minerals. And you got fruits and roots and all of these organic, healthy things in a pandemic to boost our immune system. And then you got people going for the the low-hanging fruit and pandering and selling fast food. Mm -hmm. I know that the pandemic had slowed down people's checks. You know, folks wasn't performing. Folks weren't shooting videos. They weren't doing walkthroughs at parties. And so, you know, the bag got stopped for a lot of people. Um, but I'm with you. I think it's the most niggery thing I've ever seen. I feel like I feel like just because it's a Black person we might enjoy as the spokesperson doesn't make it okay. It's still McDonald's and it's still, it's still wild trash McDonald combinations on top of on top of this thing so i don't know what the megan sauce is i didn't i don't eat i don't i don't eat any of that but um i know some people get like well get your bag i'm so whatever i'm just like no like it's still fucking fast food and no one should be eating especially not right now like 
we like it's not important it, like not that it's not important but it's just like y'all like help yourselves you know what I mean like help yourselves you can support the same artist by just purchasing their fucking music <laughs> you know what I mean if you care that much just stream their shit you know I'm pretty sure someone has a fashion over deal somewhere you can support but like this might not be it it ain't it for me at least um I have been known to bust down a two-piece from Popeye's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was not inclined to like go run out and buy Megan's sauce. Like, right. I just feel like, like, like you're saying, like right now to push that is to push like, I don't know, not death, but just things that are not good for the community. Like if it, especially with such a good brand, I think, Megan is very influential like you know she has her coach deal nobody ain't worn coach in a good minute like I mean I had to respect that because I'm like I'm sure they're giving you a good bag for that Mm -hmm. but I think you just have to be a little a little choosy I don't I don't know I mean I'm congrats to her for the bag but I hope people are not running out to like just run and try the sauce because she she's pushing it you know, and, we wish that wasn't going to be the case, but we know it is. Mm-hmm. You know, like folks went crazy with the Travis Scott joint. I was just you know, I was like, that that one was popular. I think Travis Scott could sell mid mid Jordan ones or mid Uptown. <laughs> He's that popular. <laughs> Wait, black suede ones because they got yes. some black suede. Because <laughs> his last ones that dropped, they tried to cop, and the price quickly hit. A number I ain't want to I ain't want to pay, right? But I feel like his meal actually looked like appetizing, minus the uh, the bacon on the um on the sandwich. Mm. But I don't know. I, I you know I always default to I don't really care what celebrities do, and I feel like celebrities, as much as they want our support, got to just do right by the community. At some point, you got to wake up, right? Like when you first come out, I right, whatever you might be on woke, but when you get to a point where you have access to the information. You can't partner with Popeyes in the pandemic, fam. Like, partner with, like, Whole Foods or, like, Trader Joe's or some shit like that. Or, like, again, Juices for Life. Like, hey, this is this is the juice that I drink in the morning, right? I do banana kale, sea moss, ginger, garlic, elderberry, and mango, right? Like, some shit like that. Like, get with people healthy. Beyonce with Peloton, like, hello. Yeah. I'm here for the collab. Right. Shit like that. Now, again, if I had to make a Big Mac, I mean a McDonald's meal, mine would be a McGangbang fry and a McFlurry. So what I would do personally is I would take um, a Mac, uh, a double cheeseburger with Mac sauce. I would take a McChicken and put it, put just the, the patty in between the mother patties, smash it together. Had it with fries, with like a spicy mustard if they got it available. If not that, then I'll do a barbecue sauce and then a McFlurry Oreo. That would be like the PL meal. But if I'm actually doing something more healthy, because that's what the judging shit out of me. Um, no, no, I mean, I'm actually kind of uh, uh, blown away by the McGangbang sandwich. Yes. <laughs> My boy Sharon put me onto that. Over a decade ago, during our drunken nights on Gold Street in uh, downtown uh, Manhattan, we would get Bonchon, Red Clay, or um, 
you know, make gangbangs. And we'd be like chopped like one in the morning, had work at eight o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning. But in all seriousness, I think my go-to thing to endorse would be a kale smoothie. And that would be kale, spinach, sea moss, um, vegan protein powder, um, mango, ginger, um, emergency, <laughs> elderberry, um, wheatgrass powder, uh, honey, and ice. That, mm. that would be like my go-to, you know, smoothie. What say y'all about like your, your stereo bro smoothie that you would pander to the people then? Um, I, and mine wouldn't be a smoothie, it'd be a tea. Mm. Um, I really love, um, ginger tea. Like I really love like Haitian ginger tea specifically. And I love it most when I infuse it with cannabis. It absolutely puts me to sleep. So I feel like it's a big ass, it's the big ass chill pill. We, a lot of us could use right now. Um, you know, just some, uh. It's like, so it's ginger, it's clove. You can put some orange peel in there. There's cinnamon, um, uh, star anise. Uh, I use distilled water. I can throw in, I throw in some elderberries every so often as well. And before, and while that is brewing, I also put decarboxylated cannabis rolled in um, some coconut oil in it. Steep it for 30 minutes. And uh, and boom. So for those that don't know, when you <laughs> decarboxylate your cannabis, does it strengthen it or does it weaken it? It's it, well, it strengthens it. It strengthens it. So the de the decarb decarb process looks like just kind of toasting the weed, essentially. Like you mm. line it, it up, throw it in the oven, that kind of thing. That's um, fine. You you technically decarboxylate your weed when you put it in a spliff. And you light it up. Uh, you put you adding fire to it, decarboxylates it as you as you as you in, enjoy it. I asked that because I don't know if any of the podcasts that uses words like decarboxylate. We out here, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we out here educating and entertaining. That's why we call this shit edutainment. Right. Jazzy, what say you? What's your go-to? I like that tea. That sound fire. What's your no, go-to? Food and no, no, no. Well, so it could be a go-to. If you had to create like a niggery fast food meal to endorse, you can do that. Or and or something healthy, something healthy for the community that you would endorse. It could be that too, or both. Oh wait, but then let me do a fast food one. Sure, go for it. I so um, it's gonna be a dessert. I would I would partner with um, McDonald's cookies, their chocolate chip cookies, fresh baked, right? Um, and permitted that their ice cream machine is working, I would mix that cookie with said uh, McFlurry. Like I, it'd be like a Mondo McFlurry with the cookie on like maybe broken up inside or something like that. That seems like a good, seems like a good cheap thing. I don't do dairy, but like if I did dairy, that would be 
That shit sound fire. I ain't gonna hold you. Respect yeah. it. The fire. cookies gotta be fresh though. Don't get don't let don't let them get no old cookies. Nah, you can't you gotta old. be fresh. Yeah, fresh McDonald's cookies with the McFlurry together. Uh, I would definitely like to mix all the different franchise greats like McDonald's fries with like a two-piece from Popeye <laughs> and then like a Whopper and mm. or Shake Shack uh Shack burger Ooh. and a and a milkshake from like five guys. Ooh. Mm. Sonic got five milkshakes too, but Sonic ain't really in Brooklyn. Yo, I got a Sonic right up the road for me. I've never had Sonic in my life. Everybody's so five pretty. milkshakes. Five. Yeah, Anytime I'm they, down I south think of they Ohio, still deliver on rollerblades out here too. Yep, that's that Sonic shit. Like, yeah, in Ohio or like South Carolina, I I, I stay at Dairy Queen and like Sonic because out there you get like twelve nuggets for like two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, those are all five meals and Jazzy. That sounds. Listen, right. I would that take like Ultron right there. Like, I would take Jazzy's meal. Jazzy's meal would have Chef Soup's dessert. Yeah, that shit was sound like it's probably like four thousand calories though. Four thousand, four thousand, just in what what Jazzy described. Hell yeah, hell yeah! But one thing, Jazzy, I would just you know offer is that I I don't think McDonald's got better fries, and this is a hot take, but I think Burger King got better fries than McDonald's. I was thinking that when I was coming up with my answer, so I'm I'm with you. I debated, I debated. Because it has texture. It's got the, the little ridges. The crinkly shit, the crinkly The little crinkly, yeah. it gives it a little texture. I, that that was on my mind now that you say that. I will say that Burger King fries die way faster than McDonald's fries do, though. Yes, but I they think... They die more real. They, I agree. I yeah. agree. That is That's cool. why them shits can never beat McDonald's. Like, at least McDonald's joints, when they get... you, Them shits got to be cold for them to be whack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Burger King fries, if they get warm... It's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. It's a wrap. I just think that Burger King fries get a bad rap because so many people are biased. Like, me and Jazzy went to school by a Burger King and a McDonald's from sixth grade all the way through. So we was able to kind of... um you know, get the good sample. And I, re- I remember when Burger King revamped their fries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've been outside <laughs> for a long time, man. Let the holes of Scotland ring and all that, man. Um, nah, but, you know, make sure y'all try our healthy options that we've endorsed. Jazzy, did you put out a healthy option? I will, Oh, I would say the ginger, the ginger um, green juice uh, from Austin mm-hmm. Uncle's. With oh, the, that shit is so good. With the prosecco on a Sunday? What? Listen, guys, that ginger juice from aunts and uncles, if you are feeling any kind of anything up in here, that juice finna knock it all the way mm-hmm. out. That ginger burn. <laughs> it does what it needs to do. It does what it needs to do. I'm gonna try it out. Nah, that's a good group of options for people to try so folks you're welcome <laughs> um as i alluded to you know jazzy and i went to a gifted and talented school skyler so yes we're smart philip not everybody philip a skyler is 383 located in bushwick brooklyn. brooklyn people go from there the until like talented 
people go from there to like great schools and become amazing in life and all that kind of stuff. Like us, you know, you can go to a school like that and then have a, your own podcast one day. <laughs> as as Chef Sue looks at us with disgust. They fix all them lawsuits. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. It's all, it's all love. It's all love. It's all love. It's all love. Father O, you know, whatever his name is, has settled the lawsuits. So good is love. But um, Mayor DeBozo has now decided that he wants to cut gifted and talented programs. And I've been talking to educators about this, some of who feel like it's a good thing to cut gifted and talented programs because it'll right size education in our community. Now, what gifted and talented programs typically do is as early as kindergarten, identify kids who are gifted and talented via an assessment test and then put them in classes that are accelerated, but also dedicate resources to them, like you know the better teachers, the better books, whatever. And it's like a straight progression through because then you, you're prepped into a feeder junior high school, which then feeds you into a feeder high school or program for a boarding school, which then pretty much guarantees you success in life a la podcast. Um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, it does give you a certain level of, it's a challenge, right? But it's also a way to kind of help ensure that the kids and the families who are trying harder for their kids' education get to actually reap the benefits of that. And my concern as a parent of two is that my kids get bored when they're not challenged academically. Like my daughter now will be like, hey, we learned the, the letter of the week. And I'll be like, what's your ABCs? She'll say A through Z, count to 40, tell me the days of the week. But even her conversation level today, she said, wow, we have so many adult juices in the house and we ordered pizza and Thai food. And I want to go to Rogers Garden um, on Sunday because one of the uncles are in town and I love that place so much, but then I want to go to Moe's too because Moe's has the best. Girl got good taste. Right? Right? So, girl got good taste. <laughs> right? So, mind you, at Rogers Garden, all she had was like some mac and trees. Like one day, randomly, a guest, you know, cook was making mac and cheese and she had that. But I'm saying to say that she has classmates that don't know their ABCs. And that's no knock on their classmates. It's just more so saying that you can't just plop everybody in the same class by age. You need to be able to mark who is where and separate those kids so that the kids that need to, and pre-K for all is meant to catch everyone up, right? But there's some kids that should be in first grade already. There's some kids that should be in kindergarten already. And if you take away gifted and talented, and the alternative to that is he wants to get people that are supposedly gifted and talented extra <laughs> extra periods of instruction, well, that's cute, but for the periods that are not in instruction, if there's 10 kids, seven are just crushing it and three can't get it, the seven that are crushing it will get bored and the three that can't are going to get frustrated. So no one wins. So it's hard having this conversation sometimes with people that don't have kids because they're like, well, in a just world, everyone has access to great education. That just sounds cute until it's your kid saying that they fucking bored and not being challenged. And then we got to spend more money 
willingly so on more books to you know further advance our kid. But it's like, you know, I was supposed to get skipped twice and I wasn't. And it made me bitter up until like last week when I realized that (laughs) (laughs) there's a social component to it that, you know, had I been who I was at like, you know, 12 or 13 or 14 in high school, it would have been rough on me because I wasn't, you know, the uh, strapping debonair young man that I am today pushing 40, right? So I probably needed to not be skipped for social reasons, but I got friends who got skipped. Do you think they came and looked at you and was like, he not ready? No, 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 no. Here's the thing. The school was like, uh, P&L's parents, oh boy, you're different. Like, because what people don't know is that one of the first jobs I wanted to be growing up was a reproductive endocrinologist. So I used to read medical books. I didn't know all the words, but I got the gist of the shit. And um, by the time I was in third grade, I could tell somebody, hey, you have a goiter, you have hypothyroidism, you have hyperthyroidism, right? So they was just like, nah, oh boy, different. Let's put them in the fourth grade. So they gave me fourth grade work. And it was just like, nah, it's not going to work. Put them in fifth grade. And the school was like, yo, this boy, like, he's different. And my parents were like, nah, we don't want to do it. So, I mean, I don't fault them for it. You know, I still became the man I am today. But, <laughs> but I got friends who got skipped and were in, in college at like 16. And I think, like my good friend Sherwin, you could put him in any room and he's good. White, black, whatever. He's good. Right. But I think that if your kid is socially ready and academically ready, push them. Because the alternative is they're going to be a behavioral issue because they're going to get bored. Yeah. yeah. But just give them more work because then who's in a rush to be an adult? Like, who's okay. in a rush okay, to be an adult? Okay, give them more work. Huh? You sound like you, sound like you may give them more work. No. Let's say they, I, they also want to give it in a, the uh, specialized high school entrance exam. Well, that I'm against. Because I just, I get what they're saying. Like, like the suggestion that, you know, you should wait later on to um, move these people or to group people together, I find to be counterproductive because, you know, you learn from your peers, just like, I don't know if you mentioned it during recording, but like the interaction between your child and somebody else's child that is not at the level, like just like she's rubbing off on them talking about her weekend, like, oh, we went to Rogers Garden. This child might be given different information like uh, that you might not care to be, have your kid exposed to. I keep it a buck. She says, daddy, some of these kids don't listen. <laughs> That's just told me, Daddy. Some of these kids don't listen. They're bad. They don't listen, Daddy. I mm-hmm. says, so "What do you do?" Well, me and you know this other kid, and this other kid, they kind of put us to the side, and we just do our work, and then we go play outside in the playground. And you know, it's October. She's been student of, student of the month already, of course. And um, whose child is this? <laughs> of of course. course, I will have her certificate framed on IG like tomorrow. It came today. I'm going to get it framed tomorrow. Um, yes, I'm I'm that guy. And even my my two year old uh, 
told me this morning, <laughs> I tried to play one of the cartoons. He's like, no, daddy, no Cocomelon music, no Cocomelon music. Breakfast. All right, that's a boy after my own heart, man. That Coco Melon got to go, baby. That's <laughs> oh, shit. Damn, really? Oh, my God. But he yelled at me, and he put his hand up like, no Coco Melon music, daddy. Yeah. And I, so I say, all I have to say that um, I've seen other kids, let's say, just drastically attract their parents differently. They were threatened and lambasted and thrust and, and, <laughs> and hit. <laughs> and... Parenting can get frustrating. So this is not me, you know, blasting or shitting on parents and nothing else like that. Because parenting, kids test your patience and your boundaries. But I think that, you know, I can understand why now sometimes people say they're taking their kids and they're putting them in certain neighborhoods because the interactions and the thought process around raising their kids is just different. So if my daughter's in the class Thankfully, there's other parents like us that have a certain kind of mindset with their kids that are like they're very hands on with their kids education. But then there's also kids that are just like, oh, my kid ain't listening or crying in the morning. They getting um, uh, hit or spanked. And I'm like, wait, your kids in a new school and they're crying. So you hit them. Like, that's weird. Like my daughter's first few days. She was scream crying. No, I don't want to go. People looking at me crazy, like oh. And I had to take everything in me to just like calm myself down and say, "All right, listen. You know, you're smart. You're blessed. You can do anything. Say it with me." And I'm gonna shout out to Alyssa on on the book. We have it. Um, and just calm her down and say, "Listen, it's a new environment. I know how you feel. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. But what we're not gonna do is we're not gonna scream." So cry it out and then stand on the line. And then all the parents are like, well, not all, but a lot of them were just, just looking at me like, oh, wow, you know, she's getting so better. And that was so amazing. And I'm like, yes, I know. We <laughs> <laughs> we need more parenting tips with PL. See, this is this is the content that I'm here for. My prayer is that. We y'all get this together before my future children are school age. Y'all have enough time to come up with a school of like-minded children. We got enough educators in our community. We need to invest in the school, not Dr. Umar's school. Well, hey, Dr. Umar, whoa, 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 whoa. Dr. Umar <laughs> is part of my cool club. No, no, Dr. Umar. <laughs> no, Dr. Umar slander. Well, at my is school, school actually open. I don't know. I don't think so. But has Shepsu at my school is teaching yoga and civics. <laughs> you got it, dude. And Jazzy will be the uh, the teacher of like history and like. But why football. couldn't we do that? No, actually, Jazzy was a former engineer. You can teach. You can you teach engineering shit too. Uh, I can Electrical do like stuff. just one. <laughs> I can do nice. basic civics. But I you mean, well enough to go- community organizing elective. <laughs> yes. Grassroots organizing for <laughs> toddlers. <laughs> I'll teach uh damn, what, what would I teach? Computer science and history and random facts. Um, but speaking of random facts, had steps, can you give us a what word? I can give you a say word. Yes, sorry. Oh, have is die hard. A say word. 
today say word is none other than drum roll please <laughs> brick oh, oh. <laughs> brick means very cold or almost freezing okay uh and they, oh, well, anybody want to use this word in a sentence? Brick is a, what do we, what do we like to call this? Anyone want to use this in a sentence? I'll, I'll offer it up, but if nobody wants to, I'm, I'm happy to. I'll do it. There you go. Yes. Every day I wake up, I have no idea what the weather is going to be like. Is it Brick City? <laughs> <laughs> Or is it summer in the shy? Like, I don't understand because it'd be 40 degrees in the morning, 60 to 70 by midday. Yeah. And then by afternoon, it's like 75. And then Absolutely. back down. I don't know how to dress. I really don't. It's very confusing. She said, is it brick city? Now, technically, is that a conjugation? Is that brick city? Brick. Is that... Because listen, so this is we there there are levels to brick, right? There are levels, and I mean, I think those are personalized, you know, to the community. But I've 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 used brickdiculous before, <laughs> um, <laughs> and brickdiculous is usually when like it's super brick. You know what I mean? There's brick, super brick, and brickdiculous. Like so, four p.m. in the afternoon, that's brick. Okay. 637, it's super brick, right? Mid 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11, it's it's brickdiculous these days. And then suddenly it warms back up for the next day. I don't know what I don't know what's going on in the ethers. I don't but, um, understand it. But yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's a good one. I think I'll add one too. Sure. I went to check this shorty. She had me waiting outside her building for like 20 minutes. It was brick outside. It's like 85 things in front of the building, too. Very good job, guys. You guys are culturally competent. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's a must that we, you know, get our vernacular woken and refreshed by, you know, our Hatshepsut, our, our, the uh, woken goddess. Um, I like to call myself a contemporary hoteptress. We'll take that. <laughs> That. I'm a contemporary hotel hotel You know, I like nice we'll things. I love okay, it. I don't like crusty, dusty stuff. Um, I'm not here for massage noir. Um, <laughs> pay for my meals. <laughs> pay for your meals. Oh, you want them independent women? <laughs> contemporary emphasis on contemporary. Oh um, man. No, but ladies and gentlemen, the word was brick. Congratulations on your usage, and wow, your friends at the next socially distanced uh shindig courtesy of the stereo bros oh appreciate that although shout out to nypd fdny and doc it's getting a little spooky for some of y'all specifically the doc mm-hmm. the reason why i'm talking about doc is the city has now mandated that they get vaccines well fdny and uh, F- and, uh the nypd as well and I've seen a lot of people in the DOC complain about this mandate. Like, why they give me $500 to do this? Why they care that much? And, you know, I have two thoughts on this, right? I think that if you're rich and you're your own boss, you can say what you want to say and do what you want to do. 
Mm-hmm. But if you're not, <laughs> and you're a public servant, you take an oath to abide by certain stuff. And what I can say is people that was dying during COVID, of COVID at the height, a lot of them work for the city. So my issue specifically with DOC is because the DOC be throwing parties, they be outside being mixy. And in the city, Rikers Island specifically has been the subject of investigation for abhorrence, terrible conditions for detainees. Most people on Rikers Island are awaiting trial or are being transported upstate to do, you know, prison time for the state. You know what I mean? So nobody there should be treated as if they're a criminal, even after they've been convicted. You, you Sometimes you just don't know, right? But the way I see people sometimes talk, who work on Rikers Island about detainees is crazy. But the way they treat them is crazy er. Mm-hmm. And what's even crazier than that is that these motherfuckers be out at three or four parties packed to the elbow during a pandemic and then we'll go work on an island where people are confined in jail cells and can't necessarily socially distance. It's overcrowded in some places like OBCC, OB slash, whatever you want to call it, Otis Bantam Correctional Center. Um, And to have people that you work with in spaces where you're basically going out, living your best life, frolicking, getting whatever germs and you're bringing those to the facility, but then saying you don't want to get vaccinated to me makes no fucking sense. Like NYPD, you can argue like, all right, they come in contact with people. FDNY, the same thing. You you, you can argue those because they're outside most of the time. And FDNY, ironically, doesn't fight a lot of fires. Like they fight fires, but most of their job is actually going to like a lot of other shit, like car accidents, shit like that, right? Yeah. But the DOC, you're actually confined for eight to, eight to 16 hours, sometimes 24 hours with people that can't socially distance. So why would you not want to get a vaccine? Even if you don't believe in the vaccine mandate, bro, it's sis, you took the job. Mm-hmm. And I think in the same breath, they, they talk all this DOC shit. I'm not knocking correction officers, you know, I know a lot of them at the federal and state level. So this is not me knocking the ones with sense, but the ones that are complaining about the vaccine mandate without a logical, if you have like a religious objection or you don't accept the science, you're just an anti-vaccine person generally, we can have that conversation. But if you don't fall into one of them two buckets and you just out here like, nah, it's my freedom. Huh? (laughs) Like make it make sense. So that's my, my, uh, my thoughts there. I'm with you. I mean, I appreciate people sticking with their convictions. And I do think that it is important to note that, you know, there's a special relationship when you're working for the city and that it's a public facing um, profession. So you're working with the public, for the public, and most times like lots of contact with the public. So in that instance, I feel like, again, in public work, you're putting 
society or your community's needs above your own or serve, looking to serve those needs. So I don't think that someone in those positions should be as hesitant to be vaccinated because of the nature of what they do. And I mean, again, people like Kyrie Irving and, and people who work for themselves, do for themselves, you know, they have the opportunity to, 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 to stand by their conditions. Like, I just, I feel, I feel bad, but I don't, is that, is, is, is where I'm at with that. Sorry. Sorry I, was, I was choking on champagne, but <laughs> not because Kyrie is like the poster child. He's getting slandered right now. There's other people in the NBA that actually haven't been vaccinated, but it's a local thing, right? So if Kyrie played in fucking Dallas, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be off like the, the heat or, right. or like the magic. It wouldn't be an issue. And I think that what people fucking with Kyrie is that he didn't just become some like, well, like he's been talking his shit for years and he's also been putting his money where his mouth is. That's one person that will be headed into a game and will give a kid that's selling some, some candy $300, not 20 like me, like, like me. He'll give him like $300. You know what I mean? Like he shows love. He he bought George Floyd's family a, a house or paid for the like he puts money out and he don't got to. And right now he's costing himself $40 million. Not because he doesn't want $40 million, it's because he stands for something. Kyrie is the next Kaepernick, the next Ali, the next um dude, uh, what was his name? Carlos came up his name from 68 Olympics with the fist up. He's all that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I respect it. You know what I mean? Because that's my thing. A lot of press officers were talking wild, spicy, but now that their money can be impacted, now all of a sudden it's just like, you know, you know what's happening. And I'm not saying they have an easy job. This, this is not me disparaging them. It's more so the mentality of apathy. Like, Again, if you don't have like a religious objection or like a fundamental issue with the vaccine itself, you go into work every day with people who are detained. They can't pick how to interact with you, but you're choosing to interact with them in a mixy way most of the time. So that's my whole thoughts on that. Um, And I hope it resolves itself on the side of people getting some fucking sense and just saying that they're not going to, you know, be illogical and say what was me about a situation that is fully in their control. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's disappointing, but hopefully it uh it works out. So uh, the dating segment, you know, right now we're not doing Ask Jazzy because Jazzy has refused to, to tell us any more about her dating life. So we'll shift more to like marriage type topics and I mean, we can talk about dating in the context of vaccines too, right? Because I think that right now, you know, the vaccine process and the thought behind it is that some people feel like if you get a vaccine, would you date somebody that isn't vaccinated? And I think the people that are unvaccinated fall into two buckets. They're woke or they're just 
distrusting of the government. And sometimes those two overlap, but sometimes it doesn't. And if you're vaccinated, I think you fall into the, well, you trust the science or you were forced to get it, right? But I don't know if you can use that as like a prerequisite or like a notch or criteria in dating, right? I don't know if vaccinated box feels different than unvaccinated. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Right? I I don't know. (laughs) Maybe we'll do a survey and just ask people, hey, does vaccinated, you know, sex feel different? I don't think that survey is necessary. We can... You can just ask who they prefer, you know? I mean, you're only going to be able to pick a preference if you've experienced unvaccinated and... I mean, I'm just saying, I think you need to be able to, like... I don't think it's about the nature of the act. It's more about the person you're spending time with. And... All right. You You don't want to kiss an unvaccinated person? Right. Exactly. Cause you can taste the vaccine on their tongue or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know how to answer any of this. I don't know how to answer any of it because I'm unvaccinated. So I don't. I, I don't. Want, I want to go say that. You do know. You do know. Would you date? Would you date somebody that was vaccinated? You know, at the beginning of this vaccine, the vaccine uh, disbursement, my answer was no. Mm-hmm. you know it was no and that was because I didn't know what the fuck was was in this shit so mm-hmm. you know as a woman who's of child birthing like age or in that period I just am very like serious about what the fuck goes into my body you know what I mean mm-hmm. niggas included so um, I just so in the beginning it was very it was very much like, I don't know that I want to do that you know what I mean um but at the same time like I I don't know that like I don't I don't know that I am I don't know how to I don't even know how to explain this. I just feel like uh I'm just doing my best to like exist here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel like there's people put so much energy into separating themselves into categories, vax, unvax, this, that, that, that I don't know how to assert myself in these conversations because I don't know. I like, I just don't know. You know what I mean? So like, I don't really, I don't really have an answer to you because I, for you, because I feel like that would be dependent on like, I'm cool. Right. Like, but I feel like that would be dependent on this man. Like, does this man want to like, I don't really fucking know what people are doing these days. And I feel like if I, if I burdened, if I burdened myself with that, I would drive myself fucking crazy. Hmm. I don't feel like burdening myself with this, with, with, with trying to figure out if someone finds me clean enough to date because I'm not um, vaccinated. Cause that's really what it boils down to cleanliness. I think it's the sense that someone, someone, regardless of whether you, you believe someone, uh, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, depending on what side of the, uh, the aisle you're on, someone is icky to you. You get what I'm saying? That's, that's really the, the, the sentiment at least that I get. So I don't, I don't know. Cause I'm not calling that's, anyone. That's not my sentiment. I don't, I don't, I, I have. Well, that's the feel is what I'm saying. It may not be the, it may not be the, but that's the feel. You just said, you don't want like, like kissing someone that may not be unbacked germs, right? Like, so germs, germs has a relationship with cleanliness to a degree. And so I kind of feel like 
that's the energy around uh, vax, like the whole vax, unvax conversation, regardless of whether you're talking about dating, work, or whatever. So I just feel like it's 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 um, a little. I don't know. I like. I feel like I can't preoccupy myself with that because I just it's just unnecessary work for me. I feel like so. I don't know. I don't know what the position I would take on that is. I I I. So when you say that it's icky, you feel like that's what socially is being projected. Are you kidding? Absolutely. I feel like I feel like icky. Icky is the best way. It's not, it's a very juvenile word, but I feel like that's the best way to describe it. It's like, you know, um, um, there are sites that have gone as far as to giving people labels, like I've been vaccinated and that's on purpose, right? Because people, people want to feel comfortable in their dating space. So some people don't want to engage with people who have not been vaccinated for whatever reason. And that's mm-hmm. their prerogative, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I think that to ignore that the, that the, that the feel of what's happening, the real feel you know how like temperature will be like 60 degrees, but the real feel is this. I feel like the real feel distills down to a certain level of like ickiness. I don't know how else to describe it. It's almost like someone has cooties versus someone not having cooties. I, I can see how it could come across as that. I don't think that's everybody's stance. Like, like you said with the stickers, I know on my profile, I don't have it. And it's not because I don't care, but it's more because I don't think it's important. Right. Like, in terms of what I'm trying to do right now. You what are your I pronouns? Know? What are your pronouns? Shut Back. up. Shut <laughs> up, you know. <laughs> um, right, but you have labels. Like labels. Everybody wants to be labeled. Right. That and that's a that's a good point. But I I understand like <laughs> about dating like I've heard guys say yeah you know like she was a COVID denier so I had to leave or she was you know so people have their own personal preferences but I don't know I I know that there's not a consensus that people that aren't vaccinated are icky like I more think it's more so a mindset about what it is that you believe in or don't believe in or your own practices. I think it's more indicative of that than anything else. Not that someone is, I mean, it's just more personal. Like, I think that the people that are unvaccinated, like um, PNL is saying, fall into like a more naturalistic or, um, you know, distrustful of the government um, type category versus like oh they not clean like i don't like i don't know i actually don't. have I actually have one question because i saw this on the gram and the conversation with co's someone said yo how are y'all fighting this when in order to go to public school you got to get vaccinated to go to public school unless you have like a religious a religious objection approved you got to have your measles mumps rubella mad shit to go to school so why is this different and somebody was like, but those have been tested. And the person was like, tested how? Right? Like, and then I thought to myself, wait, hold on one second. I got an MMR and I've had to get boosters and shit, and shit like that. But it's just like, does getting a polio vaccine prevent polio? It does, right? Like, That's if you get like the MMR joint, the measles, mumps, rubella, it prevents you from getting those, right? That's the idea, yeah. So why is it that a COVID vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting COVID? Right, I don't know. 
Oh shit. I heard that it's just it's just it's mRNA or something like that. Like they it's just dropping off information for your body to be able to to make it antibodies to like right. lessen the worst of the effects. Right. But I'm just I like I think that it stops you from get getting it. Well, it's not even think like it doesn't stop you from getting it, but it just drops off like information that help your body fight it better or or fight it so that you don't get like the worst of the effects but so is that how all vaccines work like is that how the mmr works because i thought the mmr puts like a dead version of measles rubella into your system your body learns how to fight it and then if you come into contact with it you have the antigens already there so it how i view those is like those kind of vaccines just like i right, it comes to your body, your body treats it like I, right, you the opposition, I'm gonna gun you down. The next time I see you, it's on site. Right. So you don't ever get it. So right. I guess now I'm thinking like, oh shit. So how come COVID doesn't do the same thing? Is it too soon? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and I've, I've I have friends that are that are no friends that are immunologists or anything like that, but friends that are, you know, they've run clinics you know, they're, they're people with prescription power, you know, who, who, who are for, you know, advocates for the, the vaccine. And like, they've explained it to me and I'm, I'm explaining it the best way I, I know. I don't know. I don't, like, I don't know, like, that, that's all I, I understand about it is that it just, it's, it works with mRNA, drops off some info information um, and then it leaves your body at some point and you have to get a booster. Wow. Cause that's, that's part of the conversation too. There's a lot of people walking around here with only one shot and, and that drops in efficacy after a while. So you need to get a booster. Right. It's true. So, you know, um, but when it comes to the, the, um, the, uh, dating scene i mean i th I wouldn't be surprised if this became like you know a, a another preference or i guess you know and i i don't have a issue with it i just i just kind of don't um i don't know i just don't make that i don't let it take up too much space in my brain you know what i mean like it's i, I to do what works for them you know I think that's gonna be a like yo them chicks that's unvaccinated they hard, but them vaccinated chicks, yeah, those are easy kills, yo. <laughs> I mean, may, maybe, I don't know what the conversation is going to be. It's, I just, I just, yeah, I don't know what the conversation is going to be because it's, it's, um, it's a doozy already before you even reach the dating, the dating space. So, sheesh. Um, well, huh, the moral of the story here is folks, hear the conversation we having. And apply the knowledge accordingly, man. Um, new music. Mine is from The Good Guy, uh, Vamp Life, Empire Signy, Label NYC. And his song is called Tell Him Wait. So go check that out. Run those streams up for my guy, man. Yeah, yeah. The, so I oh my gosh oh the, so my song I don't think it's really new, but it's um Skip Marley Higher Place, um it features Bob Marley and the Whalers, Ooh. and um it's a 
pretty feel good song. So I, that's just where I've, uh, that's what I've been locked into. There you go. Uh, mine is from Tens's latest project. Um, it's called Found with Brent Fayez. Fayez? I don't know how you say his name. Is that the person that Drake discovered? Did Drake discover him? No. I, I was just, I, I was song, Waste, Waste was the I don't waste your time. So basically, yeah. That's that's a good one. Yeah, now nah, I was I was being just being funny because I know Drake tends to you know jump onto people's wave and uh you know do songs with them. Shout out to Drake though. But he's been pretty popular for a while, that Brent Fayette guy. Got you. Thames too. Thames has a song on Drake's album. Fountains, very good song. I listen to it often. Yeah. All right, folk. Well, this is Stereo Bros wrapping up episode 69. Great number. Um, no one laughed that time. Okay, it's cool. Um, <laughs> but my parting words are a great, excuse me, a great quote by uh, Thump Mendoza, one of my favorite rappers. And it kind of describes my thoughts when I learned that there is a party house on my block now. Um, I love turning niggas, no, excuse me. I love turning bitches to widows. So careful what y'all say when y'all under them pillows. Y'all niggas is turtles to me. Pardon me, brother. It only take one shell and your body is covered. I run around be more with niggas that's down to spray cops. Shoddy under my fur. Call me Rifle J Fox. Yeah. Oh, got that one. Okay, I was a little slow on that one, but I caught it at the end. Turtle shell, body cover. I got the turtle, the Michael J. Fox with the under the fur. I get it. Michael J. It. Fox. Right, I get it. I, but but, uh, but referencing Michael, right? Correct. <laughs> I don't think Michael J. Fox ever wore fur. It was just more so the fox because he's under a fur. And foxes can be made to furs. Oh, oh, yeah, see. If I had a tomato to throw at you, Jazzy, I would throw one, but I'm not going to throw it. <laughs> I'm going to throw a sweetie meal at you. Don't make <laughs> that. Nah, it's all love. Actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go any further, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. We got to acknowledge, because last time we acknowledged Hashef Suits, Earth Strong. We got to acknowledge Jazzy's fucking Earth Strong past. Shout out to Jazzy for another solar return and all that type of good shit. Thank you. I, I, mean, you know, I know we didn't acknowledge it last time. Maybe not. Now we acknowledge Hashtag Sue because we, we all mentioned her rooftop. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. My my solar return was everything I needed. I saw it you having mad I ate and I love to eat. That's what I like to do. And I wrote down those food spots, by the way, too. So if you see me in there, don't judge me. No, I I I share I shared on purpose. I don't share my food spots. I did so not share. I share. Oh, I didn't share the third one. So I went to four restaurants for the weekend. Three out of four hit. The last one was some like white people Mexican food. I was I was so disappointed. It was like it was flavored, but like muted. It was like they turned the volume down. 
on the flavor. I don't know how you do that. Cause it tasted like they put a lot of different shit in it, but then they just turned the volume down on That's it. Cool. I don't know, but not going there, not shouting them out, not going there, but pasties. Oaxalis on Washington. That's in the hood. That's in like Prospect Prospect Garden. Prospect Heights. Clint, Prospect Heights, Clinton Hill. On That's Washington. at the hood. That was a four million dollar brownstones over there. All right. Well, it's close enough. <laughs> I felt like I was in Manhattan. I must say, it, it's it's the it's the vibe. Yeah, nah. The, the whole strip got some some spots. Yeah, and then Il, Il Bucatino in uh, Soho. So if you're looking for, or maybe we'll start a sub, like dining with Jazzy. I, I, I like that. I like that. Like, that's a nice little segment. Just to niggerize my spots, because I don't want the wrong crowd at my spots. When I'm there with my, my family trying to get a good mezcal, and I don't want these niggas showing up like, let me no, get a, a Jazzy anywhere. meal. We won't mention anywhere that PL goes. But yeah, check it out. There you go. Hey, Shepsu, what say you? Uh, final words? Yes, ma'am. Um, I would say, uh, you know, temperance. Temperance is a principle that uh, I'm following right now. So temperance, meaning just to, you know, just find... I know what it means. You hate alcohol. Just find, finding some balance some balance in your life you know sometimes oh. that means you have to reserve on some things and sometimes it means you have to make the conscious effort to indulge in others and so um temperance is just the lesson that I have so I the lesson that I'm following so I, I would encourage everyone to uh find some balance in in their lives um you know work pleasure uh that kind of thing so that's what I'm about Sorry, I didn't mean to interject. When you said temperance, I thought of the temperance movement in like the early 1900s where there was all these women that hated alcohol and they basically caused prohibition. Right. I, not that. Oh. Uh, I mean, they had a good reason because their husbands were just going to... They were going. sick and tired of they niggas not coming home at night. Yeah. They was like, fuck that. Take niggas the is drunk, beating on me. <laughs> I want my man home. Alcohol is ruining my marriage. Yo, prohibition was like, what, 1920 to like, what, 30? Like, it was at least a decade, maybe more than that. It was like 15, 20 years mm-hmm. where alcohol was illegal. We would have done, I feel like we, like we, um, we might need to not revisit prohibition. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, I'm about to say, oh no, she's going to say that. But alcohol is literally the only drug you cannot quit on your own. It will kill you. If you have, if you are dependent, if you have a, a, a dependency on alcohol, you can shake hair on. Like, you know, I mean? you can shake other stuff like, you know, it'll be difficult, but like you literally cannot shake alcohol by yourself. It might kill you. So like, you know, that's that's just. Um, so sometimes it makes me feel like, man, maybe, you know, maybe we need to. Yeah, do something. I mean, that's that's tough because I also think that. Alcohol is one of those things where. I think there's actually a lot of functioning alcoholics running around. Absolutely. All themselves partying all weekend. As opposed to like, like if you can't go like to an event or even like a few weeks or something like that, or like a fast, 
and not drink, then you might have like somewhat of a dependency on it, or you might have like a social need for it. Like if you got to go to a place, anxiety, right, and like use that to like loosen up. But I mean, we can talk all day about that. But um, temperance, that's a good way to end this off, man. Yeah. Um, temper, temper your need to consume trash content. Like, we got y'all, man. Stereobros.com, stereo underscore bros on all socials. This is episode 69. Over and out. No matter where we're fierce, we must face the moment of truth, baby.